All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the E6 Podcast from Colonial Church. This is a place for candid conversations about what our church community is learning, what's going on in the world, and how it all applies to our lives as Jesus followers. So welcome back. My name is Brooke, and this is episode 29, and I brought a friend along with me as Lauren is suffering out, uh, what, what, west? Southwest? I guess I don't know my map very well, um, because Hawaii has always moved over next to the United States, so where is it actually? It's just out west, right? Okay. He's gone. He's suffering on the beach. So, uh, Tanner, welcome. Hey. Welcome back. It's good to see you. Hey, Tanner, worship pastor here at Colonial, and glad to be back on the podcast. Excited to while. be here. It's been a little while since I've been on the podcast, so... Yeah. Um, Glad to be back and having a conversation with you guys. Yeah, it's good to uh, it's good to have you. Thanks for filling in. And um, by the way, we have a an interview with the one and only Lola Pepper mm. running our food pantry and just uh, a, a wonderful person all around. Um, we got that coming up in a little while, so um, we will uh, we'll get you onto that here in a little bit. Tanner, I'm curious. Uh, we've talked about the Olympics. The last couple of well, I don't know about the last couple of weeks, but at least uh, at least recently, and and they're about halfway done. Yeah. Are you are you is your family an Olympics family? Oh, no, we are not. <laughs> uh, I do wish we were sometimes. You wish there, you were. Well, yeah. Like, there's been okay. years. There's been years where for some reason the interest has been drummed up more and more for us, and so we've watched certain things. But yeah. like this year, the only thing, and I'm I'm ashamed to say this, it's uh, ter- it's, it's terrible. But like, please say badminton. No, not bad. <laughs> the only thing we have watched is golf. Golf. I have watched. Okay. I watched the men's uh, golf. Um, uh, there was three rounds, and I watched. I watched all three rounds of the men's golf, and then I watched like the last couple of rounds of the women's golf. Yeah. And uh, I apparently have fallen in love with golf recently. Okay. Yeah. This is news to some people. Yeah. Never golfed a full uh, a full round in my life. Actually, never been on a golf course like to play the course um, before Father's Day this year. You weren't like the cart girl in high school? No, I wasn't. I didn't get to be that. I wasn't okay. good enough. You know what oh. I mean? <laughs> uh, so I, I like have gone to like the driving range or sure. you know, stuff like that. I played, like played putt-putt. You yeah, know what I mean? right. Because that totally counts. Totally counts, right? Right, it's golf. Uh, I played top golf, but I've never, I'd never gone to a golf course and played the course. Okay. And then Father's Day, Shelby decided, hey, for Father's Day. <laughs> for Father's go, Day, I'm going to give you something that you don't Day, do. We're gonna go play golf. I was like, "So you're coming with me on Father's Day uh-huh. to play a sport that you love, that all your family loves, that I have never that played. you don't do." I awesome. like it. It's this good. sounds like great fun. <laughs> so we went, and oh my gosh, it was great fun. You had fun. Yeah, it was terrible. I played terrible. Yeah, I shot like a 167. Nice. Which, for those of you who don't play golf, like I didn't play golf. That's, that's more that's than... not good. <laughs> that is not good. That's the understatement of the year that 167 is not good. That's basically like playing, uh, was it croquet? Yeah. Where you have to hit the ball like every right. four or five feet. Totally. It's great. <laughs> that's um, good. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, but all of a sudden, I've fallen in love with the sport of golf. And now I'm not shooting 167. Nice. Um pretty consistently in the hundreds. Okay. But I did shoot a 90 for the first time a nice. couple weeks back. That's impressive. Which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, and now I've just, I literally like, I love to go play golf. Now you play golf. So every Sunday afternoon, yeah, where I used to go home and take a nap, mm-hmm. now you go get getting, some exercise and sweat. Sitter, I'm getting some exercise, a sweat, and I'm playing golf. And That's it's cool. amazing. I love it. Yeah. So, so you watch, you're watching we golf. Because my, my experience of watching golf is usually Sunday afternoon. Right. When there's no football on. 
Totally. And I turn it on and my family's all bored with it. So they go somewhere else and then I fall asleep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then maybe I wake up in time for like the last, you know, the 17, 18 of, of whoever's leading. Like right. that's, that's the extent of it. Sure. No, the th- for me right now, uh, maybe it's just because I'm like interested. I'm like, how are they doing that? Yeah. Right. You know? Uh, so I, I'm, I'm like actually watching it. Um, but yeah, USA took gold, uh, men's oh, really? gold. So I didn't know that. you uh, ruined it for me. You're welcome. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, so it was awesome. Um, and we were in some pretty stiff competition in our women's area. Oh yeah. Um, I actually don't remember did we play if we placed or not, but we had some we had some great great golfers uh, representing us in the women's category too. But anyway, that's the only thing I've watched. That's it, huh? And I actually I, I found myself I went to bed late last night because I was just my got everybody in bed and taking care of the dog and blah blah mm. blah and then I found myself watching the women's indoor volleyball uh they were yeah. they were playing uh Italy and it was like back and forth and it was intense and right. and I thought it was almost over and it was not <laughs> turns out it was like another hour and I didn't realize it and then I looked up and I was like god no wonder I'm tired <laughs> it was like late. almost one o'clock and I was like oh, oh my gosh man I, I will say I love volleyball that's what a sport that I really love. Underrated sport. Uh-huh. I yeah, love volleyball. Yeah. I was just curious. I was curious if you were a volleyball person. Yeah, okay. well, and then and then there was a, uh, what's the whole, like, uh, Biles thing? Like, oh, Amanda Biles or something like that. Like Simone some, is her name. What is it? Simone. Simone. Yeah. My bad. Are we talking about gymnastics? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I got into, like, the com- there's, like, a commentator sharing her perspective on, like, uh-huh. her whole dropout and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Um. I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 definitely definitely interesting to to see someone put their um, what they at least at least they perceive as their mental health and their situation uh, in front of um, you know they, they choose that over the top Status of or whatever over the top of being the best or proving that or or yeah, you well, know, being in front of the Olympics or whatever. There's a bunch of people who are like, oh, she let our country down and stuff. And the com- sure. there's a commentator who basically said was like, look, like. Um, if you are having a bad mental day and you're playing golf, yeah, nobody gets hurt. Yeah, uh, you just play bad. I mean, maybe the dude that's like on the on the outside that's watching that gets hit by the right. ball that you've just shanked over there. But, but that's about it, right? <laughs> but like, if you're doing what she was doing, like you can seriously get injured if Flips you're having a and bad twists day. in the air at, and then, at full speed. Was yeah. it the commentator who the commentator referenced like a, a chick uh, from Russia years and years and years ago? who like is paralyzed because hmm. she had a bad mental day and her coach encouraged her to like, go, you can do this. Yeah. And she had a bad day and now it's like ruined her life. Wow. So I was, uh, I was, I was entertained by watching, um, what's the guy's name? The tennis player, uh, Novak Djokovic. Oh yeah. Djokovic. Yeah. How Djokovic he, is one of Shelby's <laughs> favorite. I mean, he's a, he's a phenomenal player. And then he came out and was all, uh, he, he got all over Simone for, for, um, not handling the pressure as he mm-hmm. said. And then he uh-huh. lost his match and threw his racket into the stands and broke another racket and then bailed on another thing. Which and it was like, for, yeah. well, kind of, who handled, kind of put your foot who in your mouth what, there. Yeah, <laughs> who handled what well there? And <laughs> eh, well, oh no. Um, so you guys had an anniversary. Yeah, we right. did. Yeah, we had an anniversary. Couple days ago. What was it? Uh, a week ago today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we married eight years. Eight years. Happy anniversary. Shelby likes to say like uh, together ten, married eight. Okay. I like to say feels like forever. Feels like forever. <laughs> uh, 
when does this end? No, <laughs> uh-huh. no. Uh, yeah, we, it was great. Uh, and you know, like everything right now, when we're going to go do anything fun, where are we going? The golf course. We're going golfing. So we went golfing. Okay. Uh, we went to go see her brother, which is great. He lives in Frisco. She has a brother that lives in Frisco. Love Frisco. It's a really cool place. Um, got to go spend some time with him, had dinner with him and then, uh, came back Monday, which was actually on our anniversary and then um, had a babysitter. Shout out to uh, our Morgan, our babysitter. Nice. And uh, she has been great. So then Shelby and I just got to go. We played at Weeks, played the 18 holes, and just got to spend some time together on the golf cart. Cool. And it was great. So, yeah, married eight years, three kids. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what have we done? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, happy anniversary. Thanks. That's awesome. Happy for you guys. Um, uh, so you haven't been on here for a while, and uh, we've been in the middle of this, uh, where I guess we're smack in the middle of the um, uh, Life Lived Radically uh, yeah. series that we're doing and talking about um, our radical minimums. And so I don't want to just um, just talk about this past weekend, but I'd, I'd kind of like to get your perspective um, on at least the first three because yeah. um, we haven't talked about the we haven't talked about four and five yet, um, sure. and and we'll we'll get to that in the next couple of weeks. But um, but uh, before we before we talk about um, before we listen to our, our interview with with Lola here in a little bit, I wanted to you know just just spend a few minutes and kind of get your perspective. Um, uh, you know things that stick out to you about just the maybe the, just the radical members mm-hmm. in general, sure. and then maybe specifically about the three. Like what are you thinking? Yeah, I, I think uh, it's different. I have a, like a different perspective than most people because I'm on staff, and this is something we talk about all the time: is our radical minimums mm-hmm. as a church. Uh, this this is something that came from our vision time when we were back in what was it 2019, uh, 20, 2018. I guess it was 2018, 2018 into 19. Then we into 19. Yeah, we spent you know a long time. It was a, almost a year. Yeah. Um, just pursuing like what is God saying about Colonial? What is His vision for Colonial, the church itself? What what, what should we be doing? That's where we came from. Came out with our new uh, vision statement, mission statement. Maybe I don't remember exactly <laughs> which one. Those I get confused all the time. Where we um, exist to make disciples, to unite Wichita Falls, and impact the world. Yeah. Um, that our radical minimums kind of came out of that. Um, where we're talking about like uh, the, what are the first three? Listening, listening intently. Second one is, um, yeah. Training deliberately. Training deliberately. Yeah. I have okay, notes got in front you. Of it. I'm and then cheating. what was it? Sharing boldly? Uh, no, the or third is one giving is gi- giving, sac- sacrificially. giving sacrificially. Yeah. yeah. Sharing boldly. Sharing boldly. That one's coming up. That's yeah, the fifth one. Up. Okay, gotcha. So, um, so I would say listening intently um, is something that like has been, like that one has been transformational for me. Um, uh, sort of like, and that has given me really good language for what I what I've been trying to do for mm. years now. So that one specifically is is uh, listening intently. We ask two questions every day: What is God saying, and what should I do about it? Right. That's something that, like you know, like uh, the approach to like reading scripture. Like uh, I remember back in like 2017, 2018, soap. we had yeah the soap. Yeah. So we had a, we had a guy come in. His name's Todd Milby. Uh, great dude, um, come in and just kind of work with our church when we were in a season of no lead pastor, all these different things. Um, and it was the first time I was introduced to this idea of soaping through scripture, yeah. uh, scripture observation, application, and prayer, and specifically like the observation and application part. 
I was like, okay, which is basically asking the question, what are you saying? Yeah. Observation. And then what, did I, what do you want me to do about it? Like application, how, how do I need to go about doing this? And so I love how we have this listening intently. God, what are you saying to me today? What do you want me to do with what you're saying? And just this idea of like letting that be the thing that begins your day. Mm. It has changed how I've, how I like respond or react to people around me, things that are going on around me, man, when I wake up in a bad mood, like it changes my mood, shifts my mood. And it's funny cause Shelby, Shelby uh, is really good. She, it's funny how our spouses are like the people who yeah. are like, let me go ahead and put the mirror in front of you, buddy. Um, <laughs> Shelby can tell like if I didn't begin my day that way, she's mm. like, I don't think you began the right way today. Mm. Um, cause my attitude is just not where it needs to be. So listening intently, uh, it's, um, it's shaped my attitude, how I walk throughout the day, like what I do throughout the day, but also just like, um, there's sometimes there are specific things that I feel like God's nudging me to do that I just haven't done. Yeah. Uh, or I'll dismiss as like, that needs to just be a random thought that I had, you know? It's, it's not important. I'm not going to do that. And it's, it's it's funny on that one because it seems like it doesn't take a whole lot of effort to actually change your mindset and your perspective to what is God saying? What do you what does He want me to do about it? You know, because it's so often yeah. like I so I grew up in church and um, you know it almost became like the, the you know if you you look back at the soap you know the mm-hmm. the, the first mm-hmm. one scripture and it's almost like the rest of it was was implied or just assumed, but it became very much a check the box. Like, yeah, I can do this year in a, you know, I can read the Bible in a year or right. I can get through this plan or whatever, but the the whole application side of it, like, right. is really easy to just be like, oh, yeah, no, but I read. It's like you know? that gets lost. Yeah, right. That gets right. lost in like... Which seems so crazy, but... The most important so thing is that do. you read the scripture. Right. But not that you observed anything out of it, not that but you applied I did anything. It. It. Yeah. It's like, I read it. Yeah. Check. Hey. Yeah. So that one, that one specifically has been just transformational, like I said, and just in as far as like what kind of person do I want to be? Mm. Um, do I want to be seen as a guy who is just um, I don't know, sarcastic all the time and just has a chip on his shoulder, and or do I want to be seen as like somebody who is being transformed by God's voice in his life mm. every day? Yeah. Um, and so that's where like listening intently has been really encouraging to me. Yeah. So, um, and then the second one, the second one, um, training deliberately, uh, really has been like, for me, I've had to, I've had to get away from like just specifically for the job that I do or like it's, it's, it's easy to think about, okay, well I need to, I need somebody who has done this job before Mm -hmm. to show me how to do this. Mm. But there's all that that like boils it down to like one category in my life rather than like, okay, how am I how am I being a good dad? How am I how am I being a good husband? Where am I just miffing it? You know, where Mm. am I just not paying attention, doing the things I should be doing, acting the way I should be acting? Um, So just even recently with like um, getting a mentor, like it's become much more to me um, about like my life as a whole Mm. like kids with uh, having three kids in the season of life that Shelby and I are in married eight years. She's a teacher. I'm a worship pastor, like finding some people who I'm like, you know what? I want a dad like that guy dads. You know, I want to, 
I want to be a husband like that guy is a husband, mm. you know? Um, and so finding a mentor that encompasses those things more as a holistic approach to my life rather than right. just a specific area. Yeah. How am I better at this? It's like, no, I, I this guy represents like a lot of these things. Hmm. So I have a mentor whose name's David Walker. Um, he's um, based out of Snellville, uh, Georgia. And, uh, but he, I, I got introduced to him through 10,000 Fathers Worship School that I went through yeah. a few years back. Um, and he's phenomenal. He's produced some music for me, but um, that's how we've kept in contact. But then I, I don't remember exactly. I think maybe it was the first time we taught through our radical minimums here at Colonial. Lauren specifically in the in there was like, right now, pull out your cell phone and text someone that you're like, I want to I want you to be my mentor. Yeah. Like, if you got somebody specifically, do it right now. And he even actually did text to his guys. And so I text him. I remember I pulled it out and I was like, David, hmm. I we're being encouraged right now. I'm I'm sitting in the middle of church service. I know you're probably leading worship, but like, <laughs> dude, I I want you to mentor me. Not yeah. just in the aspect of worship, but like in life, life as a whole. He's got four kids. He's um he's older than I am, but he loves his wife fiercely. He's leading his church really well. He's leading his team well. He's loving on his kids individually, you know, like knows yeah. exactly what each kid needs and loves and wants. Yeah. So um yeah, I was like, dude, I I need you to be my mentor. Mm -hmm. So we've been journeying together for a year and a half now as nice. like a more official like a mentor role right, in yeah. my life. So um, that's the second one for me. Yeah, it's cool. Um, then the giving sacrificially, that's hard um, hmm. because it's not just being generous because I would consider myself a generous person. I don't, like I'm not stingy with my vehicle. Like I know a lot of people who are like, I'm not loaning my vehicle out of anybody. You're not driving my car. <laughs> I don't care. Maybe that's because I don't have a really nice car. Okay. But like I don't, I wouldn't consider myself um, someone who's stingy or greedy or mm. anything. I, I would consider myself generous. Whatever I have is for whatever. If you need it, yeah, you can borrow. It, I don't care. Yeah. But that's not what it says. It says sacrificially, which is a whole new ball game. Right. Like that means you are giving it up. Yeah. Like you're not going to like, this isn't just like we can share in this stuff. Yeah. It's right. Like, no, no, no. You don't have it. But did it hurt? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a new thing. Uh huh. Um, that changes like, it's not about like, okay, I have plenty of money. Mm -hmm. Therefore, sure. You can have some of this. Sure. It's like, no, no, no. What, what, what would make you not have plenty of money? Yeah. What would make you go, um, I might struggle. What, but what if mm. I, like, this is hard. I don't want to give this much. But if something happens, then I'm hurting. Uh huh. Yeah. Or, or even just like, but like, I feel like I have a limited amount of time mm. and I need to sacrifice more time. Well, if I say yes to this thing, then that means my day off, I don't really get. Yeah. I, I'm going to go over there and do that thing for this person who uh -huh. really needs it. Uh. And I may be the only one that can do it right now. Yeah. But I, but that means I won't get a day off this week. Right. Well, <laughs> that's not, it's, that's not the same. It's not giving generously. It's not giving radically. Uh -huh. It's giving sacrificially. Sacrificially. That is, I, I hear you. It's a different ball game. So wrestling with that, man, it's been really hard, hmm. especially for like, 
my wife, uh, I think like this one right here, more more so than the rest of them, this one has to be, if you're married, like this has got to be both both of you guys like on the same page in this one. Yeah. And <clears throat> I have found myself in some areas, I'm way more likely to be giving sacrificially than Shelby. But in a lot of areas, she's sitting here going, but that wasn't a sacrifice. That yeah. was like, that's what you normally do. Cough it up, man. Yeah, what are you like? What are you doing? Uh -huh. um, so it's a partnership in that aspect for me and her to really digest what does giving sacrificially mean. Mm. Um, it's and it's hard. Yeah, it's really hard. Um, so I, I'm still wrestling with that one. Yeah, um, do, do I give to a church. Give to our church. Absolutely, I give to our church. Do I give to some people who I would consider really good friends? Absolutely, I do that. Um, to what degree do I give? Yeah. To what degree am I open with my time or ability or um, help or assistance or any of that stuff? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how well I do with that yeah. one. You know. Okay, so how do you see that? So, so it's it's uh, we sacrificially give to our family and to our faith family. Mm -hmm. So that's that's e not easy. That's that's uh, that's one side of it is the giving to the other people. It's the taking care of all of them. How do you see? Uh, how do you see a difference, or maybe not a difference, maybe mm -hmm. a parallel or whatever, between giving to those other people, the people in need, the people that need help, the people that only you can fix something for them, or the times that you've come over to my house, or you've, sure. you've lent me your car so that I could go pick up my kids because ours was broken and <laughs> yeah. I can't fit everybody in the car? Um, you know, those, that's, that's one side of things. But then the other side is, is your family. And so how do you see that differently, if you do, yeah. um, to give sacrificially to your family? Well, so I would say like, you know, sacrificially given to your faith family, I can identify things that would be okay in that category, giving money to the church, meeting a need for somebody mm -hmm. in the community. Um, there's a, even, even for this sake of like, when, when we talk about like serving on the worship team, we talk about, you're not serving on a team. You're not serving, you know, for the church organization. You're not volunteering. Like you're becoming part of the family. Mm. So like I would even consider like, that's my faith family. Yeah. You know, I, Daryl Morris, one of my, one of my, one of my best friends on our team, uh, sound engineer does a lot of things for us. If he needs something I can identify, okay, that's giving to my faith family. Like he needs something like they're, they're renovating a house right now. They're trying to get their family moved in and all that stuff. If he needs some help, Hey, I need to move this thing. Right. That's, that's what on I would be there. Giving to your, sacrificially giving to your family, your immediate family, your kids, your spouse, that could look different. Yep. Um, giving sacrificially to my kids at this stage for me looks like I'm not rushing through bath routine. Mm. It looks like, you know what? My son Easton enjoys math time. He enjoys getting in the bath and playing with his toys and, <laughs> Dad is tired, and I, I want really, to. I really thought you said math time, and oh, I was math. like, "Wow!" Like no, not math. Flashcards and all. That would be my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, she wants to be smart. Bath, bath time. Ba bath time. I'm not rushing through bath routine. Yeah, I'm tired. I'm ready to go to bed. Right. Get your jammies on. Get your teeth brushed. Right. Go get in bed. Mom and I need some alone time. I just want to watch my show. Whatever right. it is. Right. Giving sacrificially as a dad right now. It doesn't mean I'm just bringing home the bacon mm -hmm. or I'm just there. It means 
no, I'm going to take an extra 10 minutes with yeah. bath time right. and I'm going to play with this boat and we're going to play. Why is a dinosaur in the bathtub? I don't know. doesn't matter, man. does not matter. It we is. We are going hard with this dinosaur <laughs> in the bathtub who's about to get this boat. Yeah. Like we're just going to spend extra time doing that. Right. It might mean giving sacrificially to my, my wife might look like she needs to go have a girl's night. Right. Or I'm, you know what? I've got all three kids today. You go do the things that you need to get done that you want to do. Go do that Bible study. I will commit every, every week. I've got the kids. You go do that Bible study because you need it. It's Mm. important. Not everything can be about us. Like sometimes you need to do some things for you. Um, that might, it might, it might be that, um, or even given sacrificially might mean I'm not going to go hang with the dudes, mm-hmm. you know, you know, or so many times doing what we do, uh, working for the church, a lot of our life is blended. Right. Like we, I don't feel like I have a work life and a home life. I have life in general. You have a, like, you have a church life. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like there may be people in our church um, or people on our on in our, our worship family that needs something, or I need to meet with him regularly, or whatever. I may have to say no to one of those things mm-hmm. and go. No, Shelby and I are going somewhere tonight, and we're going to spend some time together. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's sacrificial sometimes. That that sounds like it shouldn't be sometimes. You know. Well, and especially for someone who feels yeah. like you do, you mm-hmm. feel the weight of somebody else saying. Uh, you know, I need this, or I need you to come right. fill this, and the way, you know how much that weighs. I know that weighs on you of right. like, but I can I can do that, yeah. You know, but I also have to say no to yeah. that thing, even though that's going to make me feel awful, awful in some ways, totally. because I need to be over here. Well, and I would even say too, like, um, this is uh, it could be, I don't know, maybe it's controversial. I don't know. I don't really know. What do I know, man? I'm I'm married eight years. We're still learning, <laughs> right? Sometimes I, I grew up, I grew up thinking that, you know, the man's the head of the home. Uh, there are certain things that guys, a guy does. Mm. Uh, I have a friend who affectionately jokingly, but also sometimes seriously says that's a blue job and there's a pink job. <laughs> um, doing dishes, getting laundry done. Mm-hmm. That might be a pink job. Mm. Uh, taking the trash out, mowing the lawn, that's probably a blue job, mm. right? I grew up thinking, okay, like like I, my, I watched my grandpa and, and my uncles do this. Like they'd go work on the farm. My grandmother would bring sandwiches to the farm at lunchtime. She would have food on the table when they got home, mm. and that was what they did. They worked yeah. really hard doing that. Um, sacrificially giving might mean I'm making the bed, I'm folding laundry before she gets home. Because that speaks to her. Yeah. Sacrificially giving on her end toward me might mean I'm not gonna we're not gonna overload with some chores or whatever. He wants to watch this stupid movie <laughs> and I've got thirty other things I wanna be doing right now. Yeah. I'm gonna sit on the couch and I'm gonna watch this stupid movie <laughs> and I'm gonna hold his hand or I'm gonna play with his hair because he's a touchy feely dude. <laughs> And that means all the world to me. That's sacrificially giving to me. Yeah. So it could be all these different things in the context of marriage, which I think is primary. Like if Shelby and I are doing it right, then the kids get the benefit of it. Sure. Um, but I think, I think we live in a, we live in a society right now where 
we're fighting for each other's roles. And I, I mean, like we have spouses, we have, uh, we have women who are fighting to own what, what the man's job in the relationship would be. Hmm. Um, sometimes it's because the guy's not willing to do what he needs to be doing. Hmm. Like I've never met somebody who's like, give me more responsibility. <laughs> give me more stuff to do. I'm, I'm not busy enough. Like, no, I'm fulfilling. I'm filling these roles because you won't do your part. Mm. And as a, as a husband, I got to own that. Like if my wife's scrambling around doing all these other things, because I just can't find the time mm-hmm. on the weekend, she's getting out there with a push mower and I'm sitting inside watching her do that. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, man? Like, not that she can't mow. She wants to mow. Fine. I'm going to do something else then. I'm going to do, I'm going to do the dishes. I'm yeah. going to do the laundry while you're yeah. mowing if that's what you want to do. Right. But like, we can't let them fulfill all these things. It's not just my job to bring home some money and provide security or threaten the boyfriend or, you know, like that's not just my job. Hmm. My job is to sacrificially give to my spouse and to my family. And that may mean different things in different seasons of life. Um, yeah, I think I think that's right on. Is that I think that will be different in different seasons of life. You mm-hmm. know, as you talk about, Easton wants to play with a boat and a dinosaur. Right. And, you know, Kendrick wants to play with Legos, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's learning to swim right now. You know, yeah. Uh, Jesse, my eleven-year-old, you know, she she wants to show me these cool videos that she and her best friend made that are <laughs> the color changing things in the water, and it's like, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. Okay, but this is video 12 of you doing the same thing, you know? And so it's yeah. like sacrificially is like saying, okay, I loved it. This Keep going. Amazing. Keep showing me all the other 24 of the yes. same video. Yeah. Oh, man. And your reaction's exactly the same, same thing. You know, yeah. it's great. But, you know, as, as they get older, as our kids get older, and, I, and you, are, you and I are, are, you know, speculating at this. And, oh, yeah, of course. Because we don't have the older kids. Yeah, but, know, yeah. but it's going to be different. It's gonna, they're, they're going to need different things from us. Just mm-hmm. like our, our wives, they need different things from us, you know. My wife is going through a bunch of medical things. She needs different things from me right now. There's been times in our marriage where she needed me to disappear with the kids. Take them away so uh-huh. that I can do this thing because I need to, I need to deal with it, right? You yep. know, go play. Go play with them. Do whatever. Now, she doesn't need me to disappear with the kids. She needs me to do the dishes and get the laundry finished mm-hmm. or, you know, or, or whatever it is, you know. Right. And, and it's it's just things things change and they progress throughout life. And I think that's part of giving sacrificially, especially for people that like to... Um, you know, they like to, to have their routine. And it's like nothing oh, yeah, yeah, changes. Yeah. We do the same thing all the mm-hmm. time. It's like, well, well. Sometimes things Sometimes change, things yeah. have to change because I need to be giving sacrificially to my family. And that requires me to do whatever is needed right now. Right. And that may not be the same thing next week. And it may not be the same thing in, in a year or whatever. It may be completely different than it was a month ago. But sure. But that, that, I, I, that's, that's one of the things I just, it just really stands out to me. It's like, hmm. Well, and I love, I love too, like how, if you look at our radical minimums, how these things play into each other. Oh, well, how do I know it's time to sacrificially give in a different way? Yeah. Are you listening intently? Are you? Are you training deliberately? Because if you are, that person who's a mentor might go, I remember this phase. Yeah. Here's what, here's, here's, here's what I would, here's what I would say. Yeah. Here's where I failed. Here's what I did better. Here's. Right. Uh, and so it's like, if those things are happening, oh, all of a sudden you have like something that's <laughs> building up here that. It's giving you some clues like uh-huh. that sacrificial giving might change. Well, ha- what happens to 
what happens to me like oh, let's say let's say okay i'm i can only give mo- like monetarily what if i can only give to my faith family 10 bucks right now mm. in 5 years if you have progressed in your position and you're still giving 10 dollars like something needed to change that yeah. didn't change right like like we need we have to grow um and so well, but that's where the sacrificially part comes in. Is like, okay, maybe ten dollars right now is yeah. a big sacrifice. That means and you praise know, God, you're doing it. I'm you know? going to have like, to yeah. rely on God in order to meet what other whatever other needs that I have. But if on down the road you're farther in your career or whatever it is, if yeah. ten dollars isn't sacrificially anymore, then okay, well now you're not doing it anymore. Yeah, and Shelby and I, I'm not going to lie. Shelby is like this week she started her. So she's going back to work. Right. She's a teacher. She's been off for two years with, uh, she stayed, stayed at home with the kids, um, and stayed at home with Emerson, our new son, our new, our new baby boy is about to be one good grief. And, uh, feel like it's been long enough for that. I know it's weird. Um, and so she's going back to work, right? Well, we've lived without her paycheck for a while. Mm. So sacrificial was different. Yeah. And right now Shelby and I are looking at it going, okay, we're going to get your paycheck back. Yep. As you go back to work, we if if we're not if if our giving doesn't mm-hmm. change, yeah, that's not sacrificial, right? It's it just made what we were giving a lot easier. Mm-hmm. It's not that's not what God's calling us to, mm. and that's definitely not these radical minimums that we're laying out here. Like these aren't just. And I was telling the team this weekend, like when it comes to our our how do, how do we live life radically? Like how do we how do we live out this series we're talking about? Um, these aren't just like fancy slogans that Colonial came up with. Like these are spiritual disciplines that God has ingrained into his people, which is where these even came from. And so to live, to give sacrificially, it's got to look different. Shelby and I are praying about it right now. Mm. What does it look like to increase our giving to our church? You get your paycheck back. If it's going to be too easy to just give to our church, then <laughs> we need we need what is that? What yeah. is this thing that's holding on to us that won't allow us to trust more? Mm. You know, um, <laughs> during the pandemic, <laughs> getting these stimulus checks and all these different right. things. How much of that did we give? Mm. Did we? Yeah. You know, I'll be honest. We didn't give near what we should have. <laughs> what we could have. Yeah. Um this just wasn't, it wasn't just something to drop in your life. And I'm not saying everybody's situation is that way. Sure. Did we use that money? Absolutely. Did it help? Oh, tons, <laughs> tons. Now but we like, gave it back. No, we just like, never mind. Yeah. No. So I think that, I think it's challenging. It's really, it's really difficult, but these things come in. Like, I love the order of these things too. Like it's not like, so these aren't steps necessarily. You right. Know? Step one is listening intently. Right. Step two is blah, blah, blah. No. If you haven't completed the, step one, yeah, then right, you yeah. cannot make it. To no, it's like, these are, these are five things that are, um, we call them radical minimums mm-hmm. because like, this is the bare, like the bare minimum requirement to be a follower of Jesus. Yet our world sees this as such a radical way to live. Right. Like it makes no sense to give. <laughs> You're giving how much to your church? Right. You do you know, know what you could do with that? Why are you not? What are you? Why are you not investing yeah. that? Like, right. well, I am doing these things. Or mm-hmm. it's a different investment. Yeah, totally. So, I, I just I think it's a great series, and I think because it, bec- I think if we if we're not careful, we have a tendency as a church, um, 
not as not even just as leadership, but as like people who just show up here a lot. People who come to Colonial a lot. Maybe this is the second or even third time they've sat through us teaching through our radical minimums. We have a tendency to just think this is just like common language. It's 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 things that we just keep saying, but not things that we're living. Um, these have got to be transformational things. Mm. And if you call Colonial Church home, this there's we do a lot of important. We don't do any series that's just a throwaway series, right? Like we're not doing that. Um, every message is specifically designed for a purpose. It is God given to our leadership. It's it's for our church. But if out of any any of our series that we've done, if you leaned into only one, this is the one you've got to do. If mm. you've missed these. Go back, watch these again. If you need to take notes, go back, take notes. If you need to sit down and have a conversation, let's do that because, like, this isn't just a slogan. This isn't just phrases we're going to slap on a wall. This right. isn't just a series we will go back to every now and then. This is the this this is the mark of people who are journeying with Jesus, um, and for sure we're going to say as long as God has given us the ability to gather together as the entity that is Colonial Church, this is going to be a mark of people who go to Colonial. Yeah, this is the way we're going to live our life. Yeah, I love I love how you say it's it's uh, they're they are transformational. If you, you know, and and I go back to the, the check the box thing all the time because that's mm-hmm. what I feel like I've lived for so long. Is that you know ah, I I mean I totally check the box. I can do that. I can go to church. I can do these things. I can you know read my Bible. I can do all this. But if it's not transformational outside of just information in my head, then mm-hmm. it's just another thing. And they're not, they're not crazy. And we've talked about this and Ron talked about it in the first week. And, um, you know, it, they're, they're not these big, huge things that are, you know, you've gotta, you've gotta be this, you know, overly spiritual person or, or massively generous person or whatever, but they are, they are requiring of you to spend your time differently, to think about the ways that you're handling things, to pray differently, to give differently. And uh, that's what I think is really cool. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, good grief to sacrifice. That's not, that's not a fun thing to say. Right. (laughs) Sacrifice is not fun. If we, if you hear that word and you're like, Oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah. If that's it, then that's probably not sacrificial. No. no, Yeah. It's like, uh, (laughs) So I, I, I say, you know, anybody, like I said, I've already said it, but I'll say it again, like lean into this series, man. Like go back, rewatch, um, rethink, ask questions. Um, gosh, this podcast is designed for asking the questions of the people, like sharing, like what, what, what's our church going through and, and where are the conversation pieces? Where's the questions? Where's the, that's the whole point. That's yeah. the whole point, right? Yeah. Is to continue conversation and to allow the Word of God, uh, be it Scripture that we're reading, be it um, a message that's delivered because God has given that message to our pastors to, to deliver to our church, whatever it is, like the whole point is that we're transforming ourselves. Mm. It's not information. It's transformation that we're yeah. after. Um, and so I think um, vi- this is vitally important to live, to live our lives with these spiritual disciplines in place. That's the whole reason it's called life lived radically. So anyway. Yeah. Well, and normally I like to, I like to ask at the end of, you know, our conversation, okay, so how do we, how do we apply this to our everyday lives? Like how do we Mm -hmm. apply this when we're, um, you know, 
thinking about our neighbors or our coworkers or our, our community or the communities of people that are around us that we ignore or whatever. Sure. Like, how do we think about, you know, what do we, how do we take this and then apply it to that? And it's, it's, you know, it's almost like it's so simple that if we actually did these, it would totally transform our everyday lives and the people around us and our neighbors and, you know, the How homeless, much? the homeless person on the corner yeah. and the, you know, the, the nonprofits that are doing, ton, you know, the, 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 the food pantry that's the, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, Lola's going to talk about in a few minutes. And, you know, it's just the ways that, the ways that this would impact our lives outside of the church. Like it's not about, these things are not about like, how do you get more people to church? How do you, uh, you know, how do I make myself feel better? Or how do I, as I said, check the box? You know, it's not about right. those things at all. It's about literally changing everything around you through the power of Christ, through the power that Jesus gives us when we say, okay, what are you telling me to do? When it's what like, do you want me to do? It's like, how much better would our city be yeah. if, we, if we just did this? Like, it's, like it's, not yeah. even, and it, it doesn't even take, it doesn't even take our entire, like everybody who calls Wichita Falls home, like, you know, what if just our church, everybody in our church, what if we yeah. did this? Yeah. How much better would our city, our schools be? Like, yeah. Um, it's funny, we talk about that, that, uh, that vision of what would, what would Wichita Falls look like in 20 years if God's, if this big God vision happened, and man, it's like, well, if we just did these five things, like, it's not unrealistic to think like God, God, God does great like things such through a it. God dream. Like our, we have a 20 year vision that came out of our vision stuff. You know, it's, it's God's preferred. What we, what we keep saying is like, this is, this would be God's preferred picture for colonial church and the city. Like we believe our city could do, could be these things. Mm-hmm. It, and it's a God sized dream. Like it's, pretty crazy to it's think. Not, yeah, it's not a, it well, is radical. if we just put our heads down and get it done. No. No. No, it's not. And But like if if you think about like implementing these five different things in our life, if everybody's owning these things and doing these things well, yeah. if all of a sudden that becomes like an attainable goal, like it becomes, that that could happen. Yeah. You know? um, so yeah, I, I think, I think more than any series we've done, man, this is the, this is important. Yeah. Um, mm. It, this gets to Jordan. Jordan, Pastor Jordan has a favorite phrase. He he says all the time to us, "We are human beings, not human doings." Mm-hmm. And if you look at this li- as a list of things to do, yeah, then then you're kind of missing half of it. Like you're yeah. missing point a part of this. This is not about what we do as Christ followers. This is about who we are. Yeah, like what we were meant to be. Fully changes what we do. It totally changes in what a lot we of do. ways. But if you go after do, you don't always get what we be what what you what you become, right? right? Like, like same way, like we go after a church, you may not always get disciples. But if you yeah. go after disciples, you're going to get a church, right? Same concept here with this is that like if you go after how am I going to let this transform who I am, mm-hmm. then it changes who what you do. Mm-hmm. But if I go, I'm going I'm to change what I do. Yeah. It may not. All, it doesn't always change who you are. Yeah, even as Jordan talked about this weekend, you know, the, the, the to be versus the to do. And mm-hmm. yeah, there are some to do's. There's some things that you gotta sure. get done, but sure. the but the, the the large portion is this is this is who, you know, when you're developing a new leader or you're mentoring somebody, this is what we want them to be and to become and to work towards, right. not just not just be the oh, I got the job done mm-hmm. or I need you to complete this task or whatever. So 
Totally. Well, um, thank you for your uh, thank you for your candor, your time, and and your perspective on uh, on all of these. I really appreciate it. Um, so I, I'm excited to uh, to get to hear from um, from Lola again as uh, as somebody who I see is living out these radical minimums in a lot of ways and mm-hmm. in the ways that she is constantly pouring into people in the community that, uh, you know, she gets to build relationships and I'm gonna let her talk about that. But, um, you know, even, even having Rachel on here last week, like Rachel's another person that I see their family doing these things, yeah. they, you know, fulfilling these radical minimums, totally. not because they check the box, not because it's something they're supposed to do, but that's just how they live their lives. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so yeah, I'm, 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 I'm excited about that. So thank you for your time. Thank you for, uh, thanks for having uh, me back. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. So, um, if you have not signed up for, uh, more about Colonial, that's coming up. So make sure you sign up for that. Um, we actually got to experience more about Colonial. Uh, what was it a, a two a week and a half ago? Whatever, a couple Sundays ago. We did like a uh, run through, yeah. like a kind of a dress rehearsal, so to speak. Yep. So so that's coming up. Uh, that's coming up um, this weekend. This weekend, actually. Yeah. Yeah. After the eleven o'clock service, that'll uh, be fun. Yeah, right up there in the loft. It's gonna be amazing. More about Colonial is like it's it's not just for people who are new. Right. I mean. It, it will yeah, be. Yeah, it will be. It will be in the future, but it for now, be. but it's for everybody. now, it's like, gosh, if you come, just come see what Colonial is about. Let's start a baseline yeah, here. Yeah, come on, let's go. Yep. So we have that. You can sign up for that in the app. You can um, find out more information about that too. Uh, we also have our groups and studies are launching. Those are coming up pretty quick. So um, definitely make sure you get some more information about that. So in particular, I'm excited about Rooted. Rooted, yes. This fall, um, it's one part of our discipleship pathway. I think it's going to do another thing that we got to experience. Thing we got to experience. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm excited about what it can do, what Rooted can do for our church community. Yeah, and bringing people back together. Right. Um, kind of kind of living pretty community. pretty interesting timing to come out of a pandemic and then do this mm-hmm. this thing that kind of fosters community and conversation and that yeah. kind of thing. So. All right. Um, well, we'll wrap it up there. We'll, we'll pause our conversation. Um, like I said, don't don't forget the interview. Don't stop now um, just because I say all of the ending things at the end of the podcast. Uh, so make sure you hang out and listen to uh, listen to the, the interview with with Lola and uh, give her a high five or something uh, um, next time you see her. So, well, this has been the E6 podcast from Colonial Church. And uh, as always, you can get more information at Colonial. Uh, church.com or you can get our app from the app store the google play store Um, we'd love to hear from you as always we love your questions we love your comments so um, send us your feedback podcast at colonialchurch.com that's an email address you can send it to us there and uh, thanks for listening we'll pick up the conversation next week so hang on tight and we will get to a conversation with miss lola pepper All right, so we are back here, and I have the wonderful, the one and only, the legendary Lola Pepper is here with me. Lola, how are you today? I'm fine. I am so glad that you're here. Thank you for for joining us. Thank you for be will, being willing to uh, to come and sit down in front of a microphone and um, let me ask you uh, questions. You're I appreciate welcome. I appreciate that. So, um, okay, so let's see. You are uh, are you are you from? Wichita Falls? No. Okay. How long have you been in Wichita Falls? The majority of my life. My dad was in the Air Force. Okay. So. So your Air Force, the Air Force brought you to Wichita Falls and Air, you just decided. Air Force brought here. us twice and then my dad decided to come back here to retire. Okay. And then after college, I got a gra- uh, job here. Okay. Got married. So I got stuck. <laughs> did you, uh, did you go to high school here? I graduated from high school here. Okay. So. I'm I'm learning that this is a um, this is a very weighty question. 
um, and and a very passionate question, uh, Ryder or Old High? Old High. <laughs> why is that? Uh, why is that such a such a weighty question for people around here that are from here or or, or go to high school here? Just the traditions, and you get involved. I was only at Old High one year, and that's all it took. And it sucked you in. And it sucked you in. Okay. Yes. So so Ryder then. <laughs> I like it. It's good. Okay. Okay. So um, th- another thing that I've recently learned about you is that you uh, you take vacations with with some of your friends. Yes. Yes. And these are and I love this because uh, I, I I envy this. That's what that's what it is. <laughs> I envy this that you have a group of um, of friends from college. Yes. That you go on trips with. Tell me about that. Um, we reconnected about four years ago. Okay. And we have made it a, a choice to at least get together once a year. That's awesome. And last year, of course, with COVID, we couldn't, so we're doing it twice this year. That's fun. Okay, so what are the what are the kinds of things that you go do? Um, the first time we met up, we went to San Diego. Okay. And then that same year, we went to Houston to one of the girls' um, homes, and she lives outside of the Houston area out in the country, and it was really nice. And let's see, we've been to Canyon Lake and done all the stuff around there. Cool. Um, this year, we went to see the play Texas in Amarillo. And then in the Se- play Texas. Okay, yes. so I'm I'm from Oklahoma. Oh. I know the play Oklahoma. I don't know the play Texas. Oh. I, I didn't know that was a thing. Yes, and in Paladuro Canyon, every okay. summer there is a play, and it's the play of Texas, and it's about the settling of that area. Huh. Well, it's who, a musical. It's really cool. Okay, so it's basically like Oklahoma, just different content. Yes. Is it like Rogers and Hammerstein? Yes. Really? Yes. Wow. Okay. They and just. It's they just. All, yeah. It's outside. Okay. In the canyon. All right. Okay. So you you have taken. Uh, I love this because uh, I have I have had the ability to get together with my my college roommates um, a couple of times. Not very often, but a couple of times because they're we're scattered. But um, so you you've been able to do that several times. I love that. That's awesome. Are these are these like your uh, like your best friends from from back in the day? Are these your roommates from back in the day? Are these just people you knew and they just happened to be the ones available and thought this was a fun idea? <laughs> No, we were all roommates. Okay. Back in the day. That's awesome. I and, love that. And we are scattered. Yeah. There's one in Washington, there's one now in Nebraska, and then three of us are in Texas. That's fun. That's really cool. Okay. So, um you have uh, I heard about another cruise that you've been on that's a little different than uh, than the cruises that I've been on. Um so I, I my wife and I got to go on on a couple of cruises over the past several years and we've determined that that's a um, a great vacation because it, it actually kind of limits the money that you spend and doesn't cost as much as like road trips and all those, you know, hotels and, and, and all that. And then you get f- like good food and we get to see like different places and all that kind of stuff. But, but the, the cruises that I've been on have been all about like food and sunshine and water and beach. But you've been on a different kind of cruise that involves sewing and fabric and a, a, a quilting cruise. Yes. Okay, is that a? I, I don't. I don't understand this. I got. I'm trying to wrap my mind around a quilting cruise. Is this okay. like everybody is quilting, or you just thought, you know what? Let's just go on a on a cruise, and we're going to quilt the whole time. No, it is um, a select number of people. You sign up with a quilt shop. Okay. That sponsors it. So there, I think there was about thirty, 
and you quilt on the days that you're at sea. Okay. And the days that we dock, then you can either stay on the ship and quilt, uh-huh. or you can go do excursions or do what everybody else does. Okay. We just went in and shopped. Okay. We felt, felt like we already spent all our money on the, on the quilting <laughs> yeah, stuff. On the cruise, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> so we'll just shop all at right. the port. So how many, how many people are, are quilting together in there was this? About, there was about 30. Okay. That's awesome. That's different. It is different. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> I love it. So do you go and take part in all like the uh, like the, the you know the, the the belly flop contest and and uh, all that during the no or just quilt? No, no. You take part. The quilting is usually just in the morning and the afternoon, and then okay. the nighttime stuff. You go and do the shows and whatever else. Awesome. That's you go cool. out to the pool. You're making you're making the cruise your own. You're making the cruise your own. I like it. I like it. Okay, so you have been in. Wichita Falls for a while. Yes. Um, going back to your to your old high days and uh, and and seeing. Did you go to Did you go to college around here? No, I went to TWU in Denton. Okay. Okay. And then uh, and so and so you've been here a while. Um, I, I'd love to hear from your perspective. Um, you know, I, I think I think when we when we think about colonial, we tend to at least at least. Somebody like me who has not been in Colonial a long time. I've been here for six years. Um, I don't have this wealth of history of of the you know the thirty plus years of Colonial, and so I just kind of think of it in like the here and now. Like this is yeah, this is Colonial, but there's a um, you know there's there's thirty years, there's decades of of Colonial history, and so what has Colonial meant to you and your family through this um, this last uh, I guess thirty years is what you said, right? Thirty yes, years I've of, been of here Colonial. 30 years. So what what has colonial meant to you and your family um, um, over that time? It brought us back into the church. Mm. We had been out of it for a while, yeah. so colonial brought us back. Um, so started raising our boys in the church like we were raised in the church, and um, watched it grow. Been a part of I've been a part of many different um, committees and programs here at the church mm-hmm. that we no longer have. Um, so I've seen things come and go. Yeah. Things have changed. Um, some good, some bad. Sure. And, um, but Colonial's home. Yeah. Colonial's home, mm. no matter who's in charge. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. there is one person in charge that will always be here. That's right. That's right. So what are some of your, what are some of your highlights of, um, of your of your 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 life here at Colonial. Oh, I didn't warn you. I know you didn't. Highlights. <laughs> um, seeing both my boys baptized. Okay, that would be a highlight. That's awesome. Um, watching them grow up and and one of them being very involved in the church here because he still lives here. Yeah, and most of you know Brad. Hi, Brad. And, and see, I. I was nice. I just said Brad. I didn't say his full name. <laughs> <laughs> he don't want you throwing that around out there. Um, but watching him grow up and be the man that he is mm. through the church has been a highlight. That's cool. And then um, church was here for me when I lost my husband. So, mm. so that was um, how long ago was that? Eight years ago. Okay. How has how has your your walk with with um, with Jesus changed since then? I think I've gotten closer. My faith has gotten stronger mm. um, because after it happened, I, I mean, I knew where he was going. He had been saved. I knew what 
that he was in heaven and his body was healed and um but it was still hard yeah because you're still here yeah so every day usually on the way to school it was a prayer that i said you know god just give me the strength to make it through today yeah and i just took one day at a time Mm. and he led me through it and he's been leading me and taking care of me ever since yeah did you find did you find colonial and and the school as safe havens to experience that kind of thing i think the church more than the school Mm. yeah okay so you have You've been you've been around for a bit. You've had a lot of experience here at Colonial and a lot of life, a lot of large life things. Um, you you also uh, you also are part of the retired teachers. So is it association? Association. I, I, I forgot. Yes. There is a fun. There, I, I I was thinking about a fun acronym that, that goes that goes along with the the really long name that it seems like. <laughs> yes, it is a really long name. <laughs> the Retired Teachers it's, Association it's of Wichita Falls Area Association <laughs> of Retired School Personnel. There it is. Yes. <laughs> See, it's like it's like seven words. I love it. It is. So, um, what what is it you do with them, and how long have you been doing that? I've been doing that since I retired. I'm now president, and so that means I'm in charge. I just nice. One, just one more year, okay, <laughs> and then I can step down from that. <laughs> you can you can you then retire from the retired teachers I association don't think of they personnel? Won't let me do that. <laughs> they won't let you do that. You're you're there for life. <laughs> I am. Okay, that's good. And so uh, we've actually um, been able to to fund some things with you through the um, the, the church the church has. So, um, what are some of the things that you guys do for the community as a part of the um, retired retired t- Wichita just, Falls area retired just, just teachers retired pers- teachers group? <laughs> Usually, that's what I like. I like to say. it. Okay. Um, uh, what the church did was they um, provided funds so that we could give every child, every kindergartner Mm -hmm. in Wichita Falls ISD a new book to take home with them at Christmas. Mm. And the kids love it. We get, we get neat little thank you notes from them. Yeah. Um, that we gather. We, I mean, it takes quite a bit of money to, yeah. How many, how many kindergartners is there generally? Around 1200. Okay. So So if you just, if you figure out you can get a dollar a book, that's $1,200. Yeah. Do you tend to get dollar books? We try. Yeah, that's right. Are there <laughs> are there try. certain kinds of books that you guys that you guys give out to them? Not usually. Um, try to be more generic. Yeah. So that there's a lot of it's a lot of. Uh, one year they did. There was a lot, lot of, of princess books. And we're like, okay, <laughs> we, we've got boys. We have there to are think boys. about. That's okay. So um, we try to be more generic and get books that both genders would like yeah. and like. Um, Oh, uh, Flat Stanley books. Okay. And books on animals and um, character. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So that's one of the things that you do, but the, the thing that I see the most is you are the the head honcho, the leader of uh, the food pantry here at Colonial. And, and so part of what, what we, we like to do is highlight some of the things that are going on, some ways that our people can get involved outside of the walls of the church, outside of Sunday morning, outside of small group, outside of, um, you know, all, all of those other things that, that are possible through the church, but also to 
actually serve the community. And so um, I love Food Pantry for that. And it gives us an opportunity to do that just here, um, providing food. So tell me about tell me about Food Pantry and about um, about the, the clients that you guys see. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, tell me about that. Okay. Um, well, I've been involved with Food Pantry for 10 years. Okay. So I started before I retired, and I would just help on Wednesday nights. We would bag up the food, get it ready for distribution on Thursday. Okay. And then in the summer, I would help sign up people. And then when I retired, thanks to my son and Dan Leslie, I got <laughs> put in charge. <laughs> um, so... But we've since changed it to a choice program, which was done before I retired um, and took over. And um, they get, by being choice. What does that mean? It, it means they get to choose, just like when you go to the grocery store and you go walk down the aisle, you can pick what you want off. Okay, the, so they shop. They shop. Okay. So it, it takes some of that stigma away mm. from... You're not just being, I'm just not being handed a bag of food here. Okay. Take yeah, this. Yeah. The hand outside. It's, I can get what I want. Mm. No, I really don't like lentils. lentils. So I don't want lentils. <laughs> Does um, anybody like lentils? I don't know. There are some people that do. <laughs> um, and so they get to pick what they what they really need and they want. Yeah. And, you know, some don't want that shelf-stable milk, and I can't blame them. I don't know if I'd want it either. Okay. But so they get to choose what yeah. they would like. Okay. And during when the pandemic started, we were having to give them just whatever. And so we've gone back to choice, and they like that better. Because yeah. the day I announced, I said, "We'll next time you come, we're going to be choice. You'll get to get what you want." And they went, "Yes." Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's good. I mean, there's there's dignity built into that. There is. Yeah. So they they have a lot of choices. Um. We have clients that we'll see every single time that they're eligible to come. Mm -hmm. And we there's a few that we really get to know. Um, some of them, and then you'll hear the stories from those that are, this is their first time ever having to come to a food pantry. Yeah. And they are so embarrassed. I'm sure. And we try to tell them, you know, every one of us yeah. is just, you know, we're fortunate right now, but... This could be us in a few years. Right. We may need need this assistance. Yeah. Don't feel bad. Um, we're here to help you. When you get back on your feet, then you won't need us anymore. But yeah. until you can get back on your feet, feel free to come. Hmm. So what what led you to you said you said your son and Dan Leslie um, forced this upon you. Uh, what what led you to say okay, God? You are you are handing you're handing me the reins here, and what what was it that that led you to say okay this is what God wants me to do here? Um, I enjoy helping people. Yeah, and it did give me an outlet after I retired as something to keep me busy, a couple of days a week a month. Um. There, I guess it was just a nudge hmm. that I needed. Yeah, that this you can do this. You're good at organizing. You're you're good at um, figuring things out to make things run smooth. 
So go for it. So I did. Hmm. And didn't look back. Yes. (laughs) That's cool. So in your opinion, um, from your perspective maybe, how do you see food pantry as the hands and feet of Jesus? Uh, how How does it look like you feel like Jesus would be doing ministry? We treat everyone with respect. Hmm. We, and we've heard this from other people that when they look at my vol- all the volunteers, they're not my volunteers, but all the volunteers that we have or th- that show up to help, they can tell that we really want to help. Yeah. That this isn't just something that we're doing because the church is doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, that we really have a heart for it. Mm. That, um, So we're compassionate with them, which I think Jesus would be very compassionate and yeah. giving them the, the respect that they, they so well deserve. It's not their fault that they're in their this situation that they need, mm. need help. So with a smile on our faces, no matter what type of day it's been, just helping people makes us feel better too. Sure. And, um, I always think that, you know, we're also, we're, we're providing and, Jesus would be providing, and we're listening, and we lift them up in prayer. Yeah, I love I love the words that you are, the, the specific words. You know, you, you're giving them the choice. You give them, you know, there's dignity involved, and you you're, you're showing respect to them, and you're praying over them, and you're treating them like anybody else. And I love I love all of that. I think that is. I think that's so lacking in so many things that that this uh, you know our our society does you know we we lack the humanity that's involved because it becomes all about me and all about my stuff and how can I protect my thing and you know and so we lose a lot of that humanity in in those and so I love that you guys are are and are building it back in. They have told us at times too that they like coming to our pantry because we will talk to them. Mm. And we just don't throw them a sack of food and say, get out of here, which they feel like at other places. And some are run by churches. They just feel like they're, you know, here, get out. You got your stuff, go. Mm. Whereas we, we may not know their name, but we recognize their face. Yeah. So how, how often do you see people, do you see the same people? Um, there are some people we'll say every other month. Yeah because they can come every 60 days. That so gives you the ability to build that kind of relationship with them. That's cool. It does. Yeah. And um, one of our favorites got to meet Jordan a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah. And she could not believe he was a pastor. <laughs> <laughs> because he was decked out in Mississippi State stuff? or I don't know. I don't think he had Mississippi State stuff on that day. It was just... Really? Okay. He, I, yeah. It, unusual, right? <laughs> he doesn't have, I didn't think um, he had anything else. It was all Mississippi State. <laughs> And he was just, he was Jordan, and she was going, he's a pastor. Hmm. I'm going, mm-hmm. So I think she had said several prayers for him. That's funny. That's cool. I love I love all that. So um, 
part of what I get to do is is talk to some of our group leaders and uh, and different groups that are looking for ways that they can um, that they can serve as part of one of the things that that we ask our groups to do is to serve and to get outside you know hang out do your Bible study pray together um, do all those things but also to find ways that you can serve outside of outside of the church and um, this is I think a great opportunity for uh, for some people, especially if they have the heart for it, they have the heart for people and making sure they're fed and treating them with mm-hmm. respect and dignity. And um, so if if someone is like, man, I, I love that. I love hearing what you're talking about. I want to be a part of that. How does someone get involved in in serving through the food pantry, in partnering with you to, uh, to, to have conversations with people and treat people with respect? And how do they do that? All right. First thing is... Depending on their time frame, okay. I mean, we set up on Wednesday mornings uh, before the first and third Thursdays. So we have food pantry the first and third Thursday of every month at from four to six. We usually get here around three to finish setting up. Um, and if anybody wants to help, I never turn anybody away. They can always contact the church office to make sure they've got the right day and time. Right. Um, and Barbara would let them know, yeah. yes, this is the week, or no, it's next week, or it was last week. or I bet they never get those phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and it seems strange because we've had two weeks off because there's five Thursdays in July. Mm. So yeah, the calendar had, messes that up sometimes. So the calendar will mess it up sometimes. Holidays. And, then, and the church being closed messes it up sometimes. Yep. But we made that decision several years ago that if the church is closed on 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 a Thursday that we would have food pantry. Yeah. That we wouldn't have food pantry that day. Mm. Some of the clients weren't too happy, but <laughs> we warned them. So if somebody wants to get involved, they have uh, Wednesday mornings as an option. Wednesday mornings as on on a food pantry week mm-hmm. or the actual food pantry where you said setup is at three. Setup is at three. And then it runs to it's it's from four to six. It's and from then four to six. I assume clean up and stuff. And then after. clean up. Right. Usually we're done. Depending on how many people we have to right. clean up, we're usually out of here by 6.30 okay. at the latest. Okay, so Food Pantry is the first and third Thursday of every month, mm-hmm. assuming the calendar doesn't screw that up. That's right. And From 4 to 6. From 4 to 6. And um, we would love for people to come and check it out and try it out and see what Food Pantry is all about and yes. get to hang out with you guys. Yes. I think that would be awesome. We have, we have a lot of fun. That's cool. We, we, have, we kid around with the clients. We can joke around with them, um, and they they love it because we just treat them like equals. Yeah. Just like they're part of the family. Like they are. That's awesome. Okay, Lola, thank you so much for hanging out with me and uh, letting me pepper you with questions. <laughs> no pun intended. Welcome. Yeah, pun intended. Yeah. You're um, picking that up from Debbie. Yeah, that's right. So uh, hopefully this was 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 painless. Um, I'd, love to, I'd love to have you back in a couple of months when we... Uh, when we start talking about what we've got in the works for Thanksgiving coming okay. up. Um, I don't want to spoil any of that because <laughs> it's too early to be able to spoil anything that we're still working out details on. So right. uh, I'd love to have you back when we um, when we can talk about some, some Thanksgiving stuff and, um, and what that looks like. And um, yeah, thank you for... Um, your ministry and your your time and your heart and all of that here at at the church for the people that are not part of the church and the people that um, you know just kind of need a place to land and you guys are taking care of them. I love that. 
Well, you're welcome. All right. I enjoy doing it. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you.